To make things worse, he couldn't take another day fighting with his dad about where to go to college next year. Philip's dad wanted him to go to the same university that he had attended, like father, like son. When the letters of acceptance from several big colleges came in yesterday morning, his dad had thundered, oh, "'Son, if you're smart, you'll go where I went.' Philip peered at the knife, and his heart started to race. Was this the way out? Would this silence the pain? Why not put it all behind him right here, right now? What if he did? Would he be missed? Would anybody really care? Oh, sure, his girlfriend Chrissy would be a basket case for a week, but she'd get over it once she found another popular senior to hang out with, right? Oh, Philip caught himself. Why am I being so cynical about her? Chrissy, he knew, cared for him deeply. They'd been together for years. She was the best friend he ever had. Why then did he write her off so quickly? Maybe he was losing his mind. So why not end it all? He reached for the knife and balanced it in his right hand. His lungs tightened as he considered the finality of this action. Maybe if the future was bright, maybe if he knew for certain it would be worth living, maybe then he'd reconsider. But as far as he could see, nothing added up. His thoughts turned to Chrissy. Even if things worked out between them and they got married someday, would she, like his mom, leave him at the first sign of trouble? Now, probably. So what was the point of pressing on? He swallowed hard. A new, more disturbing thought jolted him like a bolt of lightning. What if Scott and Becca were right about God? What if, as they claimed, there really was a God, a heaven and a hell? What if those who didn't believe in him would spend forever burning in hell? Worse, what if Scott and Becca were right and there wasn't any way to change his mind? He lowered the blade. Philip knew he wasn't ready for that final encounter with God, if there was a God. Exhausted, he reached for the remote and flicked on the television. Maybe the drone from the box would help numb the pain, or at least help him sleep. The TV, another gift from Dad, was complete with cable and sat on the hamper that he never used. The TV jumped to life with such brilliance he had to slam his eyes shut until they could adjust to the light. As his eyes blinked into focus, a woman wearing a turban and sitting at a table filled the screen. Philip inched up the volume. We all possess this inner wisdom. The cards are just a gateway to the supernatural. They allow us to tap into our inner selves and can give us answers to life's most troubling questions. Philip leaned forward. At the bottom of the screen, he saw her name listed as Madame Theo, psychic, advisor, and spiritual counselor. Tonight, whether you're young or old, I know you have questions. I know you have problems. Don't be afraid to connect with the cosmic reality to find your personal answers. Philip suppressed a laugh. <laughs> what a joke, he thought, as if Madame Theo knows squat. Give Zotero a chance, she said. Her voice was as smooth as silk and as warm as the afternoon sun. The camera zoomed into her wrinkled face. Yes, I have been used to help police solve crimes, loved ones to find each other, young people to find the right college. Well, that got Philip's attention. And tonight, Madame Theo said as the camera zoomed in for a tighter shot, I promise I can help you discover your destiny. Philip tilted his head to the side. Several thoughts nagged at him. What if she's right? 
He had read somewhere about people who were missing who were found because of someone like Madame Theo. If she could help the police, maybe she's on to something, right? What harm could there be to check it out? On the other hand, he vaguely recalled the special on TV exposing psychic fraud. Maybe this lady was different. I am so convinced that the tarot is a gift from the other side, I'll personally give you a free reading. Just call the toll-free number on the bottom of your screen. Before he knew what he was doing, Philip reached over to his nightstand, tore a scrap of paper from a notebook, and jotted down the number and address of Madame Theo's palace. He snapped off the TV and, in the darkness, decided to return the knife to its hiding place. At least for now. That's a wrap, a voice announced through the overhead monitor. Madame Theo lingered at the desk where she had just finished another live 30-minute local broadcast.